What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi. Today is Sunday, June 9th, 2013, but it is 1.30 in the morning, Saturday night, as far as I'm concerned. So it is Saturday night uh, to me. You guys listened to episode 113. I hope everybody is doing good. I hope everybody's catching up on their Versi Effect podcasts. Uh, we are back in the swing of things now. And I uh, got a great show for you guys tonight. Got a movie to talk about. Got some sports to talk about. Got the unacceptable, of course. Um, and I'm going to answer questions or, or a question. A very important one. Good one that I got off of Butterfly. Really important. Something that I think everybody... Um, goes through should talk about and 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 or hear um my stupid ass rant about but uh, it's a good one so we got that to talk about good episode and um here we go as always the verzi effect podcast show is sponsored by butterfly radio the new and improved butterfly radio app butterfly radio download the free app on your iPhone today, it allows you to listen to your favorite podcasts. Also, send a five-minute audio to the podcasts uh, that are on there that you like. Hopefully, the Verzi Effect, you could send up to a five-minute audio message and your podcast, um, the podcast that you like, can send it right back to you personally. Also, you can register on ButterflyRadio.com. If you go to, uh, yeah, at ButterflyRadio.com, you register for your own podcast on there. And uh, you can start your own show. And the new um, Butterfly Radio just allows you to listen to full episodes of your favorite podcast. And um, there's great, great podcasts on there. So um, please check it out and do that. And, um, you know, I'm going to get into something pretty pretty cool and pretty important, I should say. And, and an, an excellent question. Uh, from Jeff in Arizona, who asked me a question on uh, on um, on uh, Butterfly Radio that I think I want to talk about right right at the top of the show, and, and then I'll talk about what I did tonight. I did a hilarious gig in in um, in PA. I'll talk about that, and we will get going. But Jeff, who is a regular listener, and he's actually asked questions before from Arizona, and he asked a question, um, and it was basically regarding his job. And it was that he fucking is starting to hate more and more what he does every day. And I guess he said that he's involved in some, you know, with um, computer stuff. And, um, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, I believe he said he's in his, you know, mid, mid-30s. And he's got a job that, you know, is just like more and more... Just like, man, like, I don't want to be this guy anymore. I don't want to be in a cubicle. I don't want to be in, in, just in a fucking, you know, a corporate, like a corporate setting anymore. And um, it's just wearing on me and I don't want to do it. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people are going through that shit, man. You know, I remember before I did comedy, and I'm really lucky that I found what I loved, you know, in my early 20s real early 20s like I was 21 and I was like man I would love to do this forever you know and um and I found it but here's the problem he says something that um I thought was really important he said that it's not so miserable every day and that's actually that's actually a you know like not being miserable 
is bad. And I know that's this is the only time you'll ever you would ever say that, but because if you're that fucking miserable, you could finally just say, you know what, I can't take this shit. I'm out. I'm doing something else. But when it's just kind of like everyday routine ritual and you're just tired of it, you kind of get like you're comfortable. It's your comfort zone. You don't want to get away from the shit, you know? And then like when, you know, one day sucks and you're like, man, I don't want to do it. Then the next day you and your buddy fucking Jim go to Subway and have hilarious conversation about sports. You're like, ah, this isn't that bad. I got a nice paycheck. I had yeah, I'm going to get some beers with these guys after work. And then that's good. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, oh, this sucks. And then, you know, over the weekend, work has a barbecue, and you're like, oh, this isn't that bad. And before you know it, fucking 15 years go by. And that's why being miserable at your job can actually be a blessing because it lets you know, all right, I got to get the fuck out of here. All right, I can't stand the sight of that fat bitch's face anymore. I can't stand the stupid work meetings in the conference room where they have those... You know, the platter of sandwiches and wraps. They sing happy birthday to some asshole. You know, it, it's just it's just, uh, um, just a vicious routine that just never goes away. And, you know, if it's wearing on you more, Jeff, and, and I know a lot of people listening to this. I mean, there's probably people in a cubicle who know exactly what I'm talking about right now. Just sitting here listening to, 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 to podcasts. You know, I mean, that's what people, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, the Versi Effect podcast is the shit. But you probably wouldn't be listening to this shit if you were, you know, playing volleyball on a beach right now. You know, like, or if you were, if you were, you know, sitting there and just like free at home, like you'd do it on your time. You'd probably do it. But, you know, I think if you're listening to any kind of music or podcasts or shows or anything trying to sneak in any kind of entertainment at your job, if you're, you know, in some, you know, you know, corporation or, or cubicle or something you're just trying to pass time because you, you hate it so you know one thing and I, I you know what I don't want to be like corny and, and the corny cliche thing is to always say life is short but I gotta be honest man like it, it's not life is so hard anyway that I really think like just do what you want to do man and and don't be afraid and I understand it's easy to say because you know, yeah, it's easy for somebody in the outside to say that. It's even somebody, you know, all those people, it's so easy for them to be like, ah, you know, you only live once. Do, do, do what you want. Get out of there. You know, be happy. You know, I understand that there are bills to pay, you know. I don't want you to listen to the podcast or listen to advice and go, yeah, you know, fuck this, leave. And then the next thing you know, you and your cat are freezing in the dark with no food in the refrigerator. Like, you got you to gotta be able to... You got to be able to, to pay your bills. And if you're, you're good at what you do and you get the paycheck and stuff, and you know, but again, you're in your mid 30s, dude. You're young. Um, you can do anything. You know, that, 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 yeah, I mean, not anything. I mean, you can't fucking play for the, you know, St. Louis Cardinals, but you know what I'm saying? Like, you could, um, Put your resume out there, see what happens. I mean, that's what my advice would be. My advice would be like, people think that they have to do something because the routine and the money and and it's it's not the case it's not the case because what you could do is you know you could put your resume out there go to interviews like privately sneak in interviews see if there's like some more freedom type job where you can utilize your skill but maybe you get freed up on time and maybe you lose let's say you lose like five to ten percent of the, your income but you have a little more leeway 
It's a little more lax. Maybe some places you don't have to go into a corporation. You could stay home. Like there's a lot of shit out there and I just don't think people like look at that enough. People are just kind of, they're so like ingrained in what they're doing and think that that's the only way. I remember one time, I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before and if I did, I apologize, but um, I was doing recruiting with my brother. I was doing headhunting years ago. Like when I stopped doing an everyday sales job and I started to get more into more into more and more into comedy, when you know, years ago, um, my brother and I we ran like a headhunting thing, like and we you know we would talk to people on the phone and like set up stuff and if they got placed we would get money and we did it from home we we did it by ourselves and you know I mean we were idiots with the money anytime you and your brother just like yeah let's do this and like you know we didn't like we didn't like factor in expenses. A couple days, like I woke up at like eleven and thought I'd make money. It was just ridiculous, you know. Like, not, like, like other recruiting firms aren't up at seven doing it. I'm like rolling out of bed watching Sports Center, making like fifteen phone calls a day, and I'm, you know, I'm. I'm anyway, it's ridiculous. But uh, I remember one time I was on the phone with this girl from Boston, and I was like, "Listen, you know, there's a good job opportunity, and you know, I looked at your resume. You should try to do it." And um, you know, who knows? I mean, you could, it could be like fifty thousand, sixty thousand. And, like, she was just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that I could make, like, $50,000? I mean, that's, are you serious? Like, like this girl had no worth. Like, this girl had, this girl thought that life was, she's going to just, you know, scrape by on, like, thirty or 35000 with all her expenses, you know, and, and just barely get by, and that was it, and, like, couldn't believe that that she could make and it was and that, that's the mentality of people you know and it's silly and it's sad it's sad man you could do what you want to do and, and and look for something else that you it's never too first of all dude you're only in your mid 30s but it's never too late for anything i was um in one of those shuttle i was in one of those shuttles from the airport going to i had a gig and we were doing a i think we were doing a theater i had a gig what's damn it where was i, I was in dallas and um, it was the coolest thing, and it was one of the most rejuvenated people I've seen. And here's a great example of what I'm talking about. I sit, I'm sitting in this shuttle, and we're going from, we're going from um, the airport to the hotel, and I'm sitting, like you know, they had to like go around and pick up other people up. It was one of those, like, you know, that blue van, the shuttle thing. And I shouldn't have done it. I should have just, you know, paid an extra twenty, but. I was so tired, and right when I walked out of the airport, the guy was there, and um, I'm sitting next to this dude, and he was kind of like loud and annoying at first, but he was like happy, and I think I was annoyed because I, I was, it was like early or early for me. I just got off a plane. It was like bright sunshine, you know, and I got that like whole comedian schedule where like sun and bright and happiness in the morning just doesn't work. And this guy was like rejuvenated and, you know, he was on the plane like he was he just flew in from New York. You could tell the guy was from, you know, so he ends up saying he was kind of loud. And I'm like, man, this guy, I'm going to sit next to this guy. Anyway, I'm sitting next to this guy and we start talking. And he basically was happy and rejuvenated and into where he was going. He was going to a conference and we started talking and we had this great conversation about me being a comedian and him being retired and doing something else. And what he was was he was a New York City detective 
for like 25 or 30 years. I mean, this guy saw shit. This was the guy that would go in and see murder victims. This guy saw a lot of shit. And he retired and he, his girlfriend was sick for a while. And they didn't know what was wrong with her. And they realized through like certain medicines or certain things and like just like things that like you could put in your body with no preservatives and, and, and like really healing stuff and natural healing stuff with no chemicals and things like that. And he found like and it turned her life around and she, she started to be well because of it. And this guy just got so rejuvenated because it like really mattered and made a difference what they were doing, like changing people's lives and health. People that are just ailing for a long time and this guy found some shit that was like changing people's lives and like things that like were like being hidden, like, you know, sometimes, you know, just crazy stuff, and he was so into going to this conference, and he gave me his card, and he was just telling me about all this medicine that, like, they're trying to approve that's changing people's lives, people who are sick, sluggish, all kinds of things, and he was so into it, and I'm thinking to myself, here's a guy, could have just retired, got his pension, and he just was like, man, I'm doing this, and I'm doing something good, and he's like rejuvenated, man, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm taking this stuff, or I'm going to try to take this stuff, now I'm going to live to like 120, and all kinds of stuff, but it just, the guy was rejuvenated, so I guess the point of that shit was that it's never too late, man, especially if you were a New York City detective for 30 years, you saw hell. You saw the worst things, and this guy's rejuvenated, going, traveling the country, going to these conferences, trying to help people through, through you know, medicines and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, man, just if you're not happy and you just, it's just, it reminded me, your question reminded me of Office Space, the movie, and, but obviously you're not going to fucking, you know, get hypnotized and, you know, have the guy that hypnotized you die and go in and tell your boss to go fuck yourself and sleep through and get promoted because it's not Hollywood bullshit, this is real life. But what I would say is really look at it, like put your resume out there and just see what's out there and just see if it's something else. Or if you don't want to do it at all, you know, I don't know what your financial situation is, but if you're saying, man, I wish I could do this, see if you can do it. And I've, I've talked about it on the podcast too. I can't stand when people are like, well, you know, yeah, I want a million dollars, you know, when somebody says, oh, man. I'd love to do this, or I, I want this. And I go, yeah, well, I want a million dollars. That's not going to happen. And it's like, yeah, it's not going to fucking happen because you're not going to do anything to make it happen. You're not going to try to achieve a million dollars. You're not. You're going fu- you're gonna to sit there like that girl that I called in Boston trying to get her a better job, just thinking you can. If you do that shit, it's the same thing in any career, you know? I... I don't do comedy because I'm just like, yeah, I'm going to make some people laugh and, you know, get by. It's kind of like whatever. I mean, I would try to just, no, it's what I love. I want to be great. I want to fucking keep growing, you know, and, 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 you know, and that's what I want to do. And I love it. So that's what you should do. Life's not fair, man. And, and you know something? A great, one of the best comedians ever told me this. And he said about, about comedy too. He's like, this business doesn't owe you anything. And you could take that further. Life doesn't owe you anything. There's no such thing as not fair. Life never owed anybody anything. It's what you do. You know what I mean? It's what you do. So if you're sitting in a cubicle right now, I'd love for somebody to just come at me and be like, dude, I was listening to your podcast last week and I was having a shitty day at my job and I stood up after listening to it. I told my bosses to go fuck myself and now I'm broke and I can't afford anything and I want you to send me money. That's not going to happen, people. But, you know... Yeah, life, do, life doesn't owe you anything. It's not fair. You know? 
and you just got to go out there and just make the best of it and, and do what you can. But don't sit around and be 50 years old going, man, I should have done this. That's the worst thing. That's the ultimate nightmare. And like I said, sometimes not being fully miserable is what's keeping you miserable. Because you just don't have every day where you're like, I can't do this. You know, so... Um, I'd make a change if you're really, if it's really starting to bother you, I'd make a change or at least exercise some avenue, at least try certain things to make the change, you know, there's no reason to wake up. See, I couldn't do it. My whole thing was too, like, I know this sounds funny, but like, I think the whole idea of telling a grown adult that they have 60 minutes to eat is, is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Like, I understand they're getting paid, but think about that for a second. You're telling somebody. You're telling somebody. Yeah, listen. I want you to fucking sit in your office. I want you to get this work done. You have a deadline with the work. And by the way, that fucking tuna fish sandwich better be down your throat in an hour. And if you're not, you're getting written up. Think of, They could write you up. They could take money from you. There's got to be like a legal action against it if you really did it. Like like if you really like took took it far. That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. They could take money from you if you don't. Yeah, you get an hour lunch. Like that's the like Yeah, I mean, fuck it. I I mean, I'm I'm I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm really glad I don't do that shit because and that's another reason why. Like when I was doing, you know, and and people say, oh, well, you know, you do comedy and that's the talent you have. And if I don't do comedy or if I'm not a musician or if I'm not an artist like that, well, what can I do? Well, you know something? I'll tell you what you could do. I sold phone, cable, and internet door-to-door in Queens, in buildings in Manhattan. That's what I was doing, that fiber optic shit when I was a 21-year-old kid. And and then when I wasn't doing that anymore and I wanted to pursue comedy, me and my brother started our own business. And, and you could start that. And now with internet shit, you could stay home and do stuff. So there's so many avenues. So I would just look into it. And that's a great question because a lot of people are affected by that. And a lot, it's really sad to see how many people wake up going, ah, oh, shit. This sucks. I got to do this. I got to do that. And, and just hate and go, going through it like some kind of robot and zombie. Life is too short for that shit. Just going through it like a zombie, like a program, like in and out, in and out. Wasn't Joe versus the volcano like something like that? I forgot. I'm really big on the whole like telling your boss to like go fuck themselves too if they're really jerks. You know, that's something that that that's something that's liberating and great to just be like, you know, son, I want to let you know, man, I did a lot for you. I came in here, I clocked in, I clocked out every day, you needed me to do some extra shit, I did it, you're paying me shit money, you never promote me, you tell me, oh, we'd like to promote you, but we can't, I do all that shit, you wrote me up for being late, you wrote me up for, like, you know, taking long lunch, you know something, fuck you, because you're gonna be here the rest of your life, you suck, that's just a defiant dick in me, but that's, you know, that's what I would do, I can't believe I just did almost 20 minutes, on, on that question on Butterfly. I could have just broke it down in like 10 seconds. But I don't know. I just. I feel like too many people go through it. And do nothing about it. And it's the same as comedians. That I've told many times. When I go on the road. And somebody's funny. And I go dude get out of here. Go to New York or LA. Why are you here? What are you doing here? 
Yeah, I get it. You've done every club in fucking El Paso, Texas. You've done every club in Florida, in Tampa. You've done it all. You're staying here. Why? You've already, you know, are a top guy here, and now it's time to get exposure and go to a big market. Leave. Do it. Or or, or leave the business. But don't complain about it. That's the only thing. You can't be sitting in fucking Wyoming right now Going, man, this is bullshit. I'm killing every night. Nobody knows you because nobody goes to Wyoming. Nobody wants to go to Wyoming. No offense if you listen to this from Wyoming. I mean, I heard it's beautiful. But uh, All right, so that that's what I would say, Jeff. So, you know, if you're going through that, man, I would just check everything else, else that you could do and just make a move, you know, if, if it's financially feasible. Look at that. The Versi Effect podcast, breaking some, breaking some life shit down. All right. Got some good news, guys. Um, my wife and I, on a side note, on a quick side note, my wife and I got the house we wanted. Contracts are signed. We're closing in the middle of July, and um, we're really excited about it. I got a nice piece of property in a beautiful, beautiful neighborhood, and um, we couldn't be happier. We got it for a good price, and um, that's it. I'm away, I'm off the beaten path. I got horse crossing signs where I'm moving, and I'm still maybe a little less than an hour to Manhattan. So I'm excited, and uh, my wife's thrilled. We're going to be, I almost just said we're going to be bringing our kids with us. Uh, Our kids are coming. Our four-year-old and one-year-old, unfortunately, are not able to to not be with us. But (laughs) no, it's going to be great, man. So... The next step, and I will talk about this, but I'm going dog shopping. I'm getting a dog, and I will be talking to you guys through that. If you guys know any cool breeds, here's what I want. So if any of you guys know cool breeds like this, because I've looked at the the books and stuff, and you see all those books like the best breed and, um, you know, this breed for animals, this breed will fucking, you know, jump in the pool for you, save your life. Like They always tell you all these different things about the dogs. I just want... A super smart, great with kids. Not, I, I see, I don't need too much hair shedding, so it's kind of tough. But if you could know anything, and I like a big dog. I'm thinking about a Great Dane, but they like live like fucking, you know, four years. All right. Now, I came back from a gig tonight, and um, here's the night that I had. It was, it was. I know some of these stories sound like, oh, is he just saying that? No, it was like the 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 problem I had was gas tonight in the car, not like in my stomach, in the car. I was running out of gas. I was on E going to this gig, and the GPS for some reason wasn't taking the address I needed to go to, and the address existed, and I don't know, for some reason, and it was right over the New York-Pennsylvania border. Not far from me. It was about an hour and a half drive. And I couldn't get So I had to use my iPhone. I had to use MapQuest on my iPhone to get it. And I did that one crucial mistake where I knew I had like 23 miles left before I'd run out of gas. And I passed the gas thing. And I'm like, no, there's going to be another one right up here. And it started to get like lower and lower. And now I'm like, man, I'm like 10 miles away from conking out in the middle of nowhere in the, in the SUV. And I'm going, shit. This is going to be, and, and and the show starts in a half hour. And I don't know how close I am, but I know it's within like 15 minutes. So everything is coming down. Like I'm coming down to this. 
like driving in the car on like E, E, low and not being able to find a, a station is, is almost like, I guess it's, I guess the closest thing I think of is like having to take a shit and there's no toilet around. So you're just, you're just, you're just in panic mode. So now I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the gas. I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the gas. And I'm going, oh, my God, what time? And I don't even know. And I have to look at my phone. And I knew that I had to get off at this exit. But I didn't know where it was. So I I finally, I, I, I have to get off the next exit to get gas. I shit you not. I drove 10 miles one way, pulled in. A place told me no. I had to go the other way. And I'm like, I'm going to die any second. I'm going to die any second. And I'm so far off the highway I needed to be. But I drove so far off the highway that I needed to be that I found gas right near the re-entrance of the highway I needed to be. So that, that like I'm telling you, I'm not bullshitting. I was probably a mile and a half away, two miles away from conking out, missing the gig, not getting the money, getting people pissed at me, and being stranded on the border of Pennsylvania and New York with my phone dying. So my phone would have died. I would have just had to sit there and either wait for a cop or get out and have some crazy stranger in Pennsylvania slit my throat it would have been nuts. So um, I, all this shit's going on. So I, fi- I finally, finally find it. By the way, unacceptable for the week is these bullshit exits that you get off of gas and you got to drive to fucking China. You got to drive to 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 the all over the place in the and they don't have gas. It's like what do they do? And then the worst is when you go and you find one. I put in the GPS gas and I was like, oh, there's a Gulf station. And I'm like, cool. And I went. It was like this old deserted Gulf station, like I was in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, like when you off the road. But then in that movie, the stupid kid gets out and looks around and shit, and he sees like beads dangling and you know stupid music. But so I get the gas. And I asked the guest, and I'm not, I'm not even making this up or exaggerating it for the story. I, I swear to you guys. I go, yeah, man, I need to get to exit 53. You know where it is? I need to, like, and I give the town. And he was like, oh, yeah. Was, yeah. It's a mile and a half up here. Just re-enter the thing. And I was like, by the grace of God, I had no idea. I looked at the clock. I'm not kidding you. The clock said 8.52, and the show started at 9. I had no idea where I was because I went so far off the beaten path to get gas, but it was by the re-entrance of the, of the highway. I got on the highway, and it said where I needed to go in a mile and a half, got off, and I get to the show. People are sitting down. The other two comedians are there, and uh, I stopped at the wrong place. I stopped, it was at like some resort or hotel or inn or something, but I stopped at another one because I didn't have the exact address, and they said, no, you got to go down the road, you'll run right into it. So I get there, and as I'm getting there, there's like Winnebago's and like trailers before the actual like inn, and then when I went there, like it was like a normal place, but it was just, and um, obviously I made fun of the place, I made fun of the trailers outside, crowd was great, it was a private event for, um, it was a private event for people in the area, and uh, you know it was a three comedian show. We had a great time. They gave gave me some uh, some prime rib. <laughs> had a little dessert cup. By the way, my my diet's going phenomenal, and I keep losing weight. Today was the first time like I actually looked at myself, like no shirt on in the face. Everyone's been telling me my face is getting thin. I'm getting smaller. My clothes are fitting me, and I looked at myself and I was like, yeah, all right, this is great. So we do the show after that nightmare, nightmare story, and, uh, just a heart. And I told the crowd, I go, 
I almost ran out of gas. I got lost, and then I had to drive through a fucking trailer park to get to this place. So I, I really don't give a shit about how the night goes. They were a great crowd. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. So let's see what else we got here. Um, yeah, it, it is the scariest. That is really scary, man. Because think about that. That must have happened. Like, I mean, they could make a movie about it, I'm sure, or maybe they have, but like that must have happened where you're driving somewhere, you think you're going to get gas, you get off an exit, it's just dark, woodsy, nothing for miles, and then you conk out, and then bad shit happens to you. Like, that's happened to somebody. That's probably happened many, many times. You know, you get robbed, you get who knows what the hell happens to you, and yeah, I gotta, I don't know, and you know, the first thing I did like a dick was because we have the, um, we have the truck and the car, and my wife drives a truck to work, I mean, we switch a lot, but the car's mine, the truck's my wife's, so the first thing I'm thinking is like, you know, she should have just had this shit full, like, you always go to, you always go to the, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the excuse that you, you know, that just, you, oh, something you could be mad at, um, but, I made it and it worked out. So let's go. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly unacceptable gas stations that aren't there. Look at that. That flew right into each other. Now, got some shit to talk about movies, everybody. I saw the movie Side Effects on a DVD. Uh, it was a new release. I got it. I actually went to one of those red box things or whatever. There's a different name for a couple of companies, but there's one at the uh, supermarket by my house and I was in there and I went and I got this movie and my philosophy was alright listen the movies they are a dollar and if I get them on demand they're like five dollars so I'll get the dollar one and I could see it just probably quicker than what's on demand but I don't see it the day I get it so it sat on my desk for five days and it ended up being the same amount of money but I kept hearing side effects is amazing side effects is great Side Effects is movie of the year last year. Did I like Side Effects? Yes, I did. Did I think it was a good movie? I did. Did I think the acting was good? Yes. Did I think it was phenomenal? No. Do I think it was the movie of the year? Absolutely not. All right. And they always do that because everyone's on meds and this and that and bad things happen and some people have bad side effects with meds. That's bullshit. All right. Like, that's the only thing. It wasn't the best movie of the year. And I got to be honest, part there was a lot of it that felt like a B movie to me. I don't know why. It just felt like a movie that could have been made for DVD. I don't know why, but I figured something out about the movie. And a movie can't be that great if it's that predictable. And this movie was predictable. If you didn't see the movie and you want to see the movie... Uh, turn this off now or skip ahead until when I'm done. But it's probably going to be a few minutes. I could already tell I'm going long in this podcast, guys, because uh, I got some shit to talk about. So, you know, this might be a long one. I don't know. Depends. It's getting late. I got to go to bed. My wife wants to sleep in. And I got to be up with the kids. But, and I have to do some writing. So it's going to be a fucking tired Sunday. But here's the thing. All right. This is the problem that I had with side effects. And I didn't have a problem. I enjoyed it. I watched it. And I was tired. It was one of the only times I watched a movie. And I was just... I, w- I was really tired during it. But I still... I toughed it out. Excuse me. I'm sipping my iced tea here. The real loyal Versi Effect podcast listeners know. 
I like my diet iced tea when I do my show. So, the stars of Side Effects are Channing Tatum, Rooney Mara, and um, Catherine Zeta-Jones. I'm trying to think who else. But anyway, now, this is for people that saw the movie. The movie was predictable. Like, it wasn't some, like, at the, and here's why. Catherine Zeta-Jones' part gives the movie away. And I've seen enough movies to know that when a big star plays kind of a small, insignificant role throughout, that means that that character has much more significance than, than what you're seeing. So basically what happens in side effects is, holy shit, I'm giving this away. This is a big spoiler alert, but you know what? I would never do this with a movie that, I would never do this with a movie that is is in theaters that I just saw. Like I would never say the thing. I would just say, oh, go, you're going to like it, you're going to like it. But this I got to talk about. So Rooney Mara, who was the, you know, Rooney Mara who played, um, you know, the girl from the, the girl with the dragon tattoo who actually went to the, the high school where I live. I live in Mount Kisco, New York, and that's Fox Lane High School. That's where she went. She's she's from here. She's actually the uh, the the daughter of the um, one of the owners of the New York Giants, or related. Anyway, so she's taking pills, and she's depressed, and she has all kinds of side effects, or, you know, or so you think. And um, Channing Tatum comes back from jail, and they want to be, like, happy together, and she's kind of, like, all over the place. And... He comes home and she's kind of like, just like acting like, just like, what is it, catatonic or something? She's just like staring and she's like, and she ends up stabbing him and she ends up killing him. And they fucking put him in a bag and he goes and like, she's sitting there and she's she's crying. And the whole thing was that one of the side effects of the meds she was taking was making her uh, walk in her sleep, talk in her sleep, do things in her sleep and then not remember. So that's what they basically, the defense was for this, that she was sleeping. Now, her therapist... That's the thing. Who the hell was her therapist in the damn movie? Um, oh, Jude Law. Man, how did I forget that? All right, yeah, he was the other guy. Okay, so Jude Law is her therapist, and he, like, feels bad because she was on the medicine, and she told him about the side effects, and he said, well, listen, you could still take that, but I'll give you something for the sleepwalk. Like, he wanted to just keep around and do something, and they kind of used it, like, they kind of, like, used it against him. So, like, he started to get, like, everyone was just, like, you know, he started to lose all the shit that he got. Like, he got a bad reputation. He started to lose everything. He ends up losing his marriage. Like, shit goes bad for him. And Catherine Zeta-Jones played her ex-therapist. So Jude Law would go every once in a while to Catherine Zeta-Jones and talk about her history, talk about everything, talk about the meds. So Catherine Zeta-Jones was like in it through, you know, in it a little bit. But then I'm saying to myself as a moviegoer, and this is where I think people need to really concentrate on movies more or say, ah, that wasn't that good of a movie because it was predictable, was that for Catherine Zeta-Jones to be in that role... And, and keep kind of popping up, you know some shit's going to go down. So basically what happened was Catherine Zeta-Jones and, and Rooney Mara became lovers while this guy was in jail. I'm sorry if I'm ruining this shit. I am. I am a dick. There's probably somebody who like has it like sitting on their counter right now. I just, you know what, I did it because of the character thing. I won't do this again. I promise. But whatever. 
I'm spoiling side effects and I didn't think it was that good and it's my show, so fuck off. But, so, when Channing Tatum was in jail, they had this plan because they fell in love together, the Catherine Zeta-Jones and Rooney Mara. And they had this plan where, you know, I'm going to act crazy I'm going to need medication. I'm going to need something. And then I'm going to blame the side effects. I'm going to blame the side effects on it. And we could be together. And that's what happened. But Catherine Zeta-Jones being cast... Catherine Zeta-Jones being cast in that role. Let me know. She's got to have something to do with this. This is... This is... Why is she... You know what I mean? Now, if that character was just... Let's say some... You know... Some actress that you might see here and there. But nothing big. I wouldn't have been like... I wouldn't have really known... I wouldn't have put it together. Clever, I think. And then anyway, Jude Law starts to piece it together. And he's like, no, this doesn't make sense. He starts to piece it together and he finds stuff out. And then uh, he, you know, and and it's known what happened. And then she goes away to some insane asylum, something like that. But I did fall asleep for like two minutes in the movie. So I might have missed something and it was towards the end. But I think that that's what it was. Good movie, yes. I enjoyed it. Entertained, but not, not the movie of the year and not as good as people said. But very, very good. So I would say don't see it anymore because I just completely spoiled it for you. Now I'm extremely excited about something I heard um, yesterday. Many of you know when Horrible Bosses came out. I saw Horrible Bosses in the theater twice. I thought Horrible Bosses was so underrated and absolutely fucking hilarious. Charlie Day murders it. Um, Jason Bateman is awesome in everything. I loved Horrible Bosses. I thought it was great. And I just found out they're, they're in production for doing Horrible Bosses too. And I was really excited. And I would recommend, if you didn't see Horrible Bosses, I, I mean, if, if you're a new listener to this, it's awesome. It is hilarious, I think at least. I don't know, there's just something funny. The dialogue, the writing, the little subtle things, really good. Not like that Hangover. By the way, I did not see Hangover 3, nor do I have desire to, and I didn't see Iron Man 3. But here's one thing I wanted to talk about on the show today. Everyone's got one of these friends, and I think, yes, I am going to write a bit about this. I think so. But everybody's got one of these friends, and I had to say that first in case anybody tries to... But uh, everyone's got that friend that wants to see indie movies, you know? These fucking guys, they 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 they, they want to act like they're like, I, I don't know. People that like indie movies to me just seem like the type of person that like wants to like read a book, like watch you watch them read a book. Like they're these they're these like think they're getting more culture, and it's always some like. I was talking to my buddy today. The guy I want to see this indie movie, and and, and they it's always a bad indie movies always have like. The story is just always like crazy and far-fetched, but the writers are so good, like they make it all right. But they're like, ah, oh, it's about some Jordanian chick who wants to seek revenge for her brother because they never let him wear shoes. And, and you're like, what? <laughs> and it ends up being, it ends up like winning a Golden Globe, you know. And you know, I don't know. I just don't want to see... I'm just like, no, I don't want to go. Like, why? I was like, because I just, I don't. I don't want to watch some guy... Walk around India with no shoes on for two fucking hours. I just don't want to do it. Like the DVD cover is just a pair of dirty feet. I don't want to. Watch, I don't want to see shit like that. You know, let's fucking let's go see Star Trek. 
I'm just tired of the whole indie movie. I, I like, I don't get me wrong, I like indie movies. I love movies. But the guy that like wants to go, there could be like 20 movies in like a big normal mainstream theater. And he's like, no, no, down the block. Down the block, you gotta, you gotta punch in a code. And they play one movie, like eight people could see it. They're playing this movie about this guy who cooks amazing Indian food only for like certain people that do good deeds. I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, let's go see a regular movie. I'll see an indie movie, but I don't always want that to be the first choice, is what I'm saying. All right. All right, everybody. I don't know, man. Having a weird week. I had a week where I had amazing news and bad news all in the same news. You ever have that? Where you can't be mad at it, but you can't be fully happy. But in the long run, it's good. But now it kind of sucks and hurts. And it's just bugging me. And, you know, and then that and then this gas episode where I almost conked out of gas and, you know. Sometimes I need this. I love I love when I have weeks like this that I to do the podcast. Cuz sometimes I feel like I just need to talk. I just need to talk to you guys. I just need to get shit out and you know really just I don't know. Vent, talk about my week and shit. As much as I give, you know, the listener something, you guys, I don't know, doing this to especially when shit's rough, man, cuz it's true, man. Life is not fair. It's it's is fucking Oh, it's brutal, isn't it? You know, it's it's just I'm not trying to have one of these like sad deep moments on the show, but I'm I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, you you ever feel like sometimes you um this this statement reminds me of Eight Mile and he's like, You ever feel like you're living up here and you're only down here and the guy goes, It's seven o'clock in the morning, but no, you ever feel like you take you just like something's always like trying to like Roll shit down the hill at you when you're coming up. Yeah, you're coming up, nice stride. And then someone just got to throw something down and you blow out an ankle and you takes your time to get up and, and get back and you just got to keep doing it. And sometimes it's like enough. Enough. Somebody told me it costs like $70,000 to climb Mount Everest. Like if you really want to do that, you got to pay like seventy grand to do it. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. You know, it would be awesome just like getting a helicopter to drop you to the top of it. <laughs> just have a helicopter drop you to the top of it and then take a picture and then like leave. And while you pull away, just look down laughing at the laughing at the people that are there. I just got tired, everybody. And I think by my statements, you could understand that. But we got more to talk about, don't we? Yes, we do. Like the NBA playoffs, which are making me very happy. Holy shit, the Spurs won that game. That was unreal. I was doing a show, but I um, I was leaving the city, and I was on the phone with a buddy, and he goes, man, yeah, man, you see that game tonight? I guess, yeah, I just, I guess... I just think the Heat are just too tough, I guess. And I'm like, yeah, he probably won, right? Like, in my mind, I'm like, the Heat definitely won. He's going to say, yeah, the Heat won. And all of a sudden, he goes, oh, shit, dude. 14 seconds. Tony Parker's got the ball. He shot it. Oh, it went in. It went in. I was like, no, nah, you serious? Are you bullshitting? And he was like, no. And he wasn't. I came home. I put the 
I put the game on. I put the uh, the highlights on, and I saw it. That is awesome. Now, if I was a betting man, you got to put everything again. You got to put everything on. Um, you know Miami because the spur in the finals it goes two three two. So they're going to go to Texas for three games and be there for a while. And the Spurs, if any team could do it, it's the Spurs. They're well coached. They're fundamentally sound. They have great players. They've been there before. They got the experience. This is the team. Spurs are playing with house money uh, tomorrow or today, however you want to look at it. They're they're playing they're playing with house money. You go down o two to the Spurs, going there for three games. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So you have to bet that LeBron is gonna LeBron's gonna be on some serious. You know, this is another big moment for him. Because think about it. He got his ring and he got his championship and the monkey off his back last year. But if now you're playing the Spurs and the Spurs show like real signs of life early and your team is not responding, this can be another stepping stone in his legacy where he takes over, beats the Spurs, gets his revenge from 07 in the finals against them and kind of did it with a hurt. Dwayne Wade and a, you know, a Bosch who's kind of missing shots and not really being Bosch and stuff and playing down low. Like, if he does that, then it's like, holy shit, he took over and did it and it'll, like, make his second. I'll be honest, if he wins this year, this ring would be, to me, it would be such a bigger and better championship than his first one. You know, because... It's just he's he's not you know it's not like all these weapons it's role players and then the other big three guys aren't doing much and it's you and people will be like yeah remember that year he beat the Spurs and like he beat the Spurs nobody else like LeBron did it himself that's what that's what you know w- would be a big thing for him and and I don't want to see it I don't want to see it because. Um, I don't know. There's just something about when, like, Wade and him are, like, you know, I don't know. Just There's just, like, this arrogance with that team where they think they're the shit in this weird way. I don't know. It annoys me. It just annoys me. And I'm a Knicks fan. Of course it does. But let's go Spurs. And I love how they won that game. And that just goes to show you, yeah, their coach was watching, man. Their coach was just watching the Heat play and figuring out all the weaknesses and what they could do. And as much as there's a bunch of stars on the court for Miami, Tony Parker's a monster. Tony Parker is a monster. Tim Duncan's playing great. And Mono Ginobili is like, he's almost like the Mariano Rivera of the Spurs because he's just this, he's this element that you need and when he's doing what he does, you win. And it's, you know, he's just underrated, pesty, tough, Hits big shots. He's always there. He's always annoying. He's just a grinder. It's good. It's really good for that team. And and um, it's gonna be a great series. I might. What I do. What I might do is I might try to watch ho- the hockey finals just because I got friends. Burr is always telling me. Like I said to Burr, I go, Yeah, man. When do the finals start? And he goes, Oh my god. He goes, You know how long I've been waiting for you to an- at, you know ask that question. But everyone's telling me how good they are and. Um, Apparently it was on the magazine that it's doing it's the best playoffs. I, I might try to watch the hockey finals. Probably not gonna, but I might I might watch them. 
But let's go Spurs, man. Oh, my God. How great would it be if I could watch? Because here's what I want to have happen. I want the Heat to lose, and I want LeBron to start thinking about going to Cleveland to play with Kyrie Irving and, you know, the picks that they got there. And I'll root for that because that would be gangster. Like, if the Knicks were out, I would root for the Cavs if he went back to the Cavs hard just because to go bring a championship to that franchise after doing what he did and then they burned his jersey and they did all that. Could you imagine that? Oh, my God, that would be... He would be known as and like and for him to only play in two franchises and win championships with both would be really huge. It'd be awesome. Either that or he comes to the Knicks and then I take back everything bad I ever said about LeBron James. If LeBron James became a Nick, I would I would I would probably just sit alone in a room, smile, and then cry. Okay, that's it for sports, everybody. Yankees, I um, haven't really watched. A-Rod's apparently a dick, and I don't know if he's ever going to play again with the Yankees. Robinson Cano has the top five sweetest swings I've ever seen in baseball. And we could go from there. Oh, something funny happened today with my, with my my kids. So I go to the... Um, I go to... I, I had to get, like, I had to get milk and, like, baby food for my daughter before I drove out to Pennsylvania tonight before that nightmare drive and my wife is just like my wife was cooking and my wife is amazing like my wife is just like she can handle both kids being chaotic and cook and for some reason just like do it where like with me I don't know but you know the my my kids are so into their mom like I don't know if it's just like, my daughter loves me. She sees me. She points, and she starts doing all these things, and she gets real happy, and she runs to me, and it's amazing. But when my wife comes in the room, my daughter loses her shit. Like, love, like it's just insane. So I think, like, they get crankier with me and just have a shorter, like, you know, but if my wife's there, that's it. So, hold on. I got to take another sip of this. Oh, my God. I'm getting fucking tired. But I'm going to give it to you guys, man. It's going to be a long one. Not like long, long, but it's going to be like I'm not just going to do an hour on the button. I'm going to keep talking and um, keep going. So funny shit happened. So my wife is like, so I was like, we got a Target here. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to Target. We got that Target card and you get 5% off on the card and we're always going in there for baby shit. So and it's right next to the supermarket. So you might as well go into Target. So I tell my son, my son was, you know, running around acting crazy. And I was like, all right, look, here's the deal, dude. If you're good when we go to Target, and I'm not getting him any toys because, like, my son is on this thing where, like, he feels like, he almost feels entitled to a toy when he goes out. And that's not going to happen. And, like, he'll lose his shit. Like, he wants a car. My son's got, like, 300 cars. Like, he just wants cars or trucks or some shit. So I was like, you're not getting a toy. But I was like, if you're good, I'm going to get you a candy bar. And he looked at me. As if I just told an 18-year-old son, I'm going to go and we're going to buy you a Porsche right now. Like, that's how excited he got. He lost his sh- He was like, yeah. And I was like, yeah. You got to go and you got to be good. So we're walking around there. And we're just, you know, going through. And we're getting the milk. And then we're getting the baby food. And we're walking. And we walk past the toys. And I go, you're not getting toys, all right? That was the deal. He's like, no, no, I'm not getting toys. I'm not getting toys. So... 
he does this thing where like I don't like he can't talk about like potty talk when we're out. Like he can't, you know, he's not want him to say like poopy and stuff and like so we were kind of joking with the word poopy and like we were like almost say it and I was playing this game with him where I'd be like, yeah, because you know you can't say poop. Oh. And I put my hand over my mouth. I almost said it. he's like laughing hysterically, and then he's doing it, but he's actually saying it. I'm like, no, no, Lucas, you gotta, you gotta not say it. You know, we're just we're just joking around. That's like only when we joke. And we're walking down the thing, and there's like a bunch of people, and my son, my son is, my son is sitting in the, in the cart, and he just kind of looks at me, and we walk past like this mother and another kid and people, and my son just farts like really loud, like really loud. And just like looked at me as he did, looked at me as he did it, and I'm like, Lucas, man, you can't, you can't do that. And he starts laughing, and he's putting his hand over his mouth, and he's like, you know, sorry, daddy. And and I'm like, I'm just, I had to, as we pulled up to the candy bar, he did it, and I'm trying to yell at him, and I'm trying to say like, you can't fart like that, like that's really rude. And he's like. I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm sorry. And like I just start I start squinting to try to <laughs> to try to hide my my laughter. And I had to look to the right and smirk. It was it was kinda like in Saturday Night Live when you see a cast member start to lose it and they have to like not show that they are. So I start to do that and I think he knew because when I turned back around, like he was smiling. I was like, no, seriously. And it's because he was so good. And then he did that. And like he's got to know that that's not right. And we were right by the candy bar. But he was so good. So I still I still got him the candy bar. But we, <laughs> we came home. And I was like, yeah, I got to tell mommy. And I don't want to like rat him out in a bad way. But I was like, mom, he was real good. And he didn't, you know, he didn't do anything. But I was like, he did do one thing, right? And I wanted him to tell her. So I wasn't like, he did this. I was like, tell mom what you did, you know. And he's like, uh, well, you know, we were saying poopy, but we were just joking. I go, no, no, not that. I go, what did you do? What did people hear you do? And he wasn't saying it. And, like, finally my wife was like, what did he do? And I was like, he, and then he looked and he didn't know. And he, like, really didn't remember. So I go, he farted in the thing loud. And my wife, my wife did the same thing. She's just like... You Lucas, you did what? And like she looked and she had a smile. And she's like, you can't do that. And she's like, well, wait a minute. We got to talk about this. That's not polite. And, you know, we got to talk about the candy bar. And I'm like, no, 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 no. He was good. He gets the candy bar. But, you know, I just wanted to tell you, you know, but he gets the candy bar because he was good up into that. And then he knows now. So it was really funny. But now I'm feeling like I'm having second thoughts on if he shouldn't fart like in public when he's young like this because this is like the only time he can do it you know like he's four years old like he probably has like two more years where like it would be maybe like one more year where it would be cute because like you could almost say like a four or five year old like can't control it you know like if you're like in your mid-30s and like you're walking around Target like farting loud, like that's absolutely hilarious because you know how bad, like you know that that's not cool. I actually dated a girl, swear to God, dated a girl back in the day whose mother would publicly fart loud with her just to embarrass her daughter. Like they would be online 
like at Walmart and like when like it was like quiet enough and people could hear the mother in front of her because she knew how embarrassed her daughter would get like red in the face would just like fucking blast a loud fart and it was like hilarious because like it wasn't like and, and the thing was it wasn't like her mother was like some like big fat like weird like farter you ever look at somebody go yeah that person farts a lot but then you look at people you're like yeah that person looks like they never fart that's um that's that's what it that's that's what it was that's hilarious i wonder like if if i listen to like people say like when they fart like i listen to some comedians were saying some funny shit when you fart alone you laugh and i don't know if i ever like just laugh but like i wonder if like women do that like, if a woman just farts real loud. Like, I picture a woman farting and, like, just being psyched nobody's around and ignoring it. But how funny is that if, like, a woman farts real loud? I, I can't believe the Versi Effect podcast has taken the turn where I'm talking about farting. But we all do it. We all <laughs> Oh, my God. I apologize. We just got trashy on the show. I think it's because I saw a trailer park before the place that I went into. Bam. Callback. Unexpected. You're welcome. Pete the Cat. That's what I'm looking at right now. It says, The Misadventures of Pete the Cat. I'm looking at one of my kids' books sitting right in front of me. Pete the Cat. I'm trying to think of what... Yeah, I was never... Some people have read over, some people have read over like a thousand books. Like that's amazing to me. Reading over a thousand books to me is like, like so incredibly hard that that would be like me trying to learn four languages. French, Japanese, fuck it, you know, Italian, Spanish, like just like, how do you read a thousand books? That's like all you'd have to do is read. But I got that sometimes, like, I'm too much of a thinker, so sometimes I got to read pages over, because, like, while I'm reading about some shit, I'll be like, that side effects ending could have been better, and then I have no idea the words that I just read. <laughs> uh, all right, well, I want to keep talking. Should I make this, like, the longest one ever? Nah, nah, I'm too tired. I'm getting tired. What kind of dog should I get? That's that's what we're going to talk about. Now. I'm going to talk about that on the next podcast. Dogs. What kind of dog do you have? Send me a dog question or a dog statement on Butterfly Radio. What dog is good? I'm thinking German Shepherd and I'm thinking Husky. One of the two. But that's going to be the next one. Let me know what you guys think about that. Got some big news. Got a big announcement. I posted it so you guys know about it, but uh, we are doing the Billy Red State Tour. Me, Bill Burr, Jason Lawhead. And here's where we're going, folks. This is pretty cool. Let me just get this out. I'm going to give you guys a list. Sorry if we're not coming to your place, but it was really nice and really amazing to listen to, or I'm sorry, excuse me, read the reviews of the last, of the last um, tour that we did. 
got to read all the cities and like all different cities put all these reviews and it was so nice to you know people were just talking about how incredible Burr is and how like you know he's one of the best if not the best out there and it was awesome to just be like yo man his opener you know his openers and and it, you know and then the ones I was on alone like oh man Paul Verzi fucking you know killed it and did his thing and it was just amazing like the amount of people and and it was just so insane it was such an amazing tour it was great for all of us and um we have a new one coming out so here's here's the places everybody here are the dates we are going to be i think it starts on the july 26th or 25th but we are going to be and we're going to places that uh, it's going to be sick where we're going. Because, like, you know, these are places that, like, I never knew if I would visit before. But comedy takes you to places. But we will be going to. Come on, dude. All right, here it is. Just announced the Billy Red State Tour will be bus tour next month. Bill Burr, Paul Bersey, Jason Lawhead. We're getting a band back together below the cities. Get your tickets now. Boise, Idaho, Bozeman, Montana, Deadwood, South Dakota, I believe, Colorado, oh, Boulder, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Wichita, Kansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, El Paso, Texas. I will read it again. If you are in that area, start getting your tickets. This is the end of next month. Boise, Idaho, Bozeman, Montana, Deadwood, South Dakota, Boulder, Colorado, Colorado Springs, Colorado, Wichita, Kansas, Tulsa, Oklahoma, El Paso, Texas. Me and Jason Lawhead will be opening for Bill Burr. It is going to be insane. We are getting the bus back. We will be drinking. We will be watching movies and we will be eating a lot of shit we should not be eating. On the highways in the middle of fucking nowhere going to these places. And I cannot tell you how excited we are. I'm psyched. It's going to be awesome. So if you if you guys are around, do that, man. Come out. It's, um, you know, and it's hard to talk about a show you're a part of and be like, oh, it's great. But I'm, I'm not kidding around, man. The show is like really... People are leaving really happy. We're having a good time, man. We're, we're giving it everything and, you know, always working on new material and stuff. So, I think I'm going to, I got to write, write a couple of jokes and a couple of new jokes that I got. And, um, so, and yeah, and as far as the plugs, uh, the, the I'm actually redoing my website again because my website looks different on MacBooks. As opposed to, and I'm just one of these people that I never wanted to pay someone to do it because I don't want to get, you know, I don't want to get a phone call or have my manager call me or, or, or me get a booking or something and say, oh yeah, you got five new dates and, and this and that, get them on your website. And then I always was worried about like emailing somebody, you know, some guy's out eating lunch and I'm like, hey dude, can you put it in? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get home. But I got to take my girl to the thing. Uh, you know, I'll do it tonight. I never wanted that. I, you know, I, I never, I wanted to just do it myself so I don't have to worry about it. You know, I don't want somebody to dictate like the time I'm going to, you know. That's why I don't want somebody to tell me I have an hour lunch. Boom, another callback. Damn professional. No, I don't want 
to depend on somebody for my personal shit where people, you know, my fans, supporters, you know, want to come in and see it. But it looks different on Apple than it does on regular screens. So I want to just get something that looks the same everywhere. So I'm going to do that. But if you want to, like, look at the um, new... Uh, new dates that I got, go to paulverzi.com and you'll see the new dates. But please remember that those July dates are um, are going to be insane. So come out there. I believe they're all theaters. And, you know, it's, uh, we're going to be doing the damn thing out there. That's for sure. Superman is coming out next week. Got to see it. I went over. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't talk about this. I want to talk about this. I will end it. I'll end it with this. But um, it was really nice. It was really nice, and um, it was something that it was funny. It was nice. My mother-in-law is obviously having a really. My wife. I mean, all of us. You know, um, with the loss of her son, and and you know, it's, it's been really, really hard for her, as, as you couldn't imagine, and. Um, you know, my wife as well. And, and so what I did was my mother-in-law loves, um, the Colbert report. She loves watching Stephen Colbert on, on, uh, comedy central. So, uh, I, I had a hookup there and, um, I got, I wanted to surprise my mother-in-law. So I got like, I got four tickets, you know, and I got the VIP shits. So the fuck I'm rolling. No, we got, I got four VIP tickets and, you know, you could just get in and you get in through a different line and stuff. And, you know, we I, I had somebody there and my mother-in-law didn't know. And I also had her stepdaughter and my wife. So she got to be with the two women that she loves. And, um, you know, and I, and I was just excited to do it. So she didn't know. We didn't tell her. So we go down to the city, and she didn't even know her stepdaughter was coming. She was just excited that, you know, it was going to be me, my wife, and her. And she thought it was going to be something comedy-related or like a Broadway play, but had no idea that I was taking her to Colbert. So we're sitting down. We're eating in this Mexican restaurant before. We're drinking some sangria. We're getting buzzed, and all of a sudden, her stepdaughter walks in. She's like, oh, my God, it's a great surprise, you know, and she has no idea. So we start walking, and we're like, should we tell her on the way? No, we get there, and she sees the awning, and it says, she's like, go back, poor. oh, my God, and we go in, and, um, yeah, that shout out, man, to, to Andrew Bonetta, so, uh, just a, just such a nice hookup, and, um, it's funny, I actually went to high school with him, he was the hookup that I had there, and his sister was in my grade, and he was older, and then he found out, like, you know, we kind of, found out like he found out about my, me doing stand up I found out about him doing that and his um his uh, sister Catherine she does headshots so she was going to do my comedy headshots and I found out that he worked at Colbert and this this whole thing just hooked up and I was like dude anytime you need tickets like to to anything any comedy show you want to go that I'm a part of man you just let me know and and please take me up on it and all that shit. So he lets us go in and we go up and we're sitting at like the conference that we we didn't have to you know sit with the general public those animals we didn't have to sit with those animals. And uh, we go in and we go in the studio and it's a small little studio and it's empty. And we're just sitting there first waiting for these other people to come in and it was so small you couldn't believe how little it was. And then. Um, you know, warm-up guy comes out, comedian I know actually came out, really funny, Jared Logan. And then um, Colbert comes out, place goes nuts, and, you know, it's all, it's great. My, and I got to tell you something. The the look on my mother-in-law's face was 
better than the show. It was just, she loved it so much. She was clapping her hands and looking around, and it was so nice to take her away from all the, the shit that she's been going through, and she loved the show, and the show was hilarious, and I'm not a big Colbert, or, I don't watch, com- I don't really watch a lot of TV like that, it's, you know, and it was really funny, really awesome, and um, you could tell, like, the dude, when he's not on doing his thing, he's a really good dude, you could just tell, and he did a funny joke, and this is why I, I the, the Superman thing brought it up. He did a thing about Superman coming out, and he made a good point. He said, this is the only Superman who doesn't have, like, the the red underwear over the the blue tights. So, like, this one is just straight blue is the first one. And uh, he's going to be a badass Superman, but um, that was really cool. And I recommend to anybody, man, if you... Go to it if you like. Come to New York City and you like that guy and you like that show. Go to that. Go to it. Go to a taping of it because it's it's in, insanely organized, unbelievably professional. Which a lot of shows like that, especially when they could edit because it comes on later, isn't. But this was. This guy is so quick and so funny, and and it was a great time. And I'm so glad that we did it. And I would recommend it to anybody. But um, back to the movie thing. Um, I'm excited about. Superman because the one knock on Superman was that he had that like too goofy and like then serious and like you know this and that like it was and I think that this one I don't think he's going to be as goofy as Clark Kent which I guess he's supposed to be but I think yeah like I think this dude is going to be this is going to be a heavy one man you know and you got to see it in IMAX 3D because I saw the trailer in it and it looked. I just hope it's not too much. I just hope they don't, they don't, you don't have to do too much with a superhero movie. Dark Knight is a perfect example of that. It was just like a real movie where the main character happened to be a guy that dressed up and did it instead of this like over the top insane crazy green screen stuff. I don't want that. I didn't like Green Lantern. I didn't see Green Lantern, but I saw a 10-minute scene, and it was this, like, you could tell it was just... You could tell Green Lantern, for the 10 minutes that I saw it, like, 90% of it was just him standing in a, in a green screen. Like, I don't, I don't like that. You know, that's why I liked, I liked Dark Knight, because Dark Knight, he was just, you know... I don't know, Dark Knight, he was just, you know, this guy, this badass guy who did it, and it, I don't know, it was awesome. So, I'm looking forward to that movie, and I do want to see Iceman. Iceman is about that killer, that serial killer who did the interview after the Super Bowl. He was a hitman for one of the crime families in New York, and he killed up to, they said, anywhere from 100 to 250 people. He was like a family man, just like home with his, you know, home with his family, and then he would go and at night and kill people, you know, for the mob, and then come home and be with his kids. Like, so I'm, I'm intrigued by that. And the same guy who plays him, Michael Shannon, I believe is going to be the villain in Superman. So, yeah, two movies I want to see, Michael Shannon, Free People. Michael Shannon's like that. He was in that movie Bug with... Um, who was it? Who was it? It wasn't Angelina Jolie. Who was in Bug? Was it Angelina Jolie? Oh, this is going to kill me. Who was in Bug? Ashley Judd? Ashley Judd. Yes, it was Ashley Judd. Oh, thank God. That would have killed me. 
Yeah, he was in a movie, but he was also like the the father or like the boyfriend of Kim Basinger in uh, Eight Mile. Uh, apparently, he's a beast. I know somebody that said they saw him on Broadway, and he's awesome. But yeah, he plays the he plays the Ice Man, and he's gonna play the villain in um. He's gonna play the villain in um in Superman, so that's cool. Why haven't they made an Aquaman? I don't understand. They should make an Aquaman. Going up like against whalers or like, you know, just they, they should. They should do something like or like the government is contaminating. The government is con- like hiding like secret dumpings in the middle of the ocean. Wait, but how could Aquaman live in though? Like is Aquaman like just a good swimmer? Like I guess like the backstory would be I don't I don't know the backstory, but like is Aquaman like does Aquaman live in the ocean? Like is he like a merman? See, I don't even know that. I'm not that nerdy, but Aquaman would be cool. You know, like the government is doing something where they're putting, you know, some secret shit in the ocean that's eventually going to be like for population control, right? I could write this shit. So so there's going to be like some, some kind of thing that happens, but it's like a delayed reaction. And Aquaman knows it and like he he's trying to blow the whistle on it. So, like, he's got to go in under... But I don't know. Like, does he need to be in a water in a certain amount of time? Like, he's a fish? I should probably know that. <laughs> I should probably know that before I start writing a screenplay. Let's talk about movies you'd want to see. Let's talk about that for a while. Some movie ideas. I always said I want to see... Philip Seymour Hoffman. I want to see Philip Seymour Hoffman and was Philip Seymour Hoffman and Russell Crowe in a, in a movie together. Gotta have another Pesci, De Niro, Scorsese mob movie. Just one more time. I don't even care if it's similar to Goodfellas or Casino. I just want to see that again in some way, shape, or form because it was just too great. I want to see that. I want to see. I'd like to see a movie where we're in the future trying to build like we're in the future. By the way, if you guys tuned out to the podcast by now, that's cool. Like I'm really just riffing and talking and having a fucking good time myself. I'm totally just chilling right now. I'm sitting up. You know, I, I'm not don't don't expect some monument. I'm just I'm just I'm just talking to you guys. Shooting the shit. Like, I might as well be on the phone with nobody. Like, I feel like I'm on the phone. You ever just talk to a buddy late? I'm just on the phone with you guys right now. But come along. Come along. On this crazy episode 113. But no. um, Like, we're trying to go to Mars and, like, make, like... We're just trying to make, like, a life up there. And, like, things are going well. Like, we got, like, a station up there. And we figure out how to, like, we figure out, like, food up there. And, like, what's living. Like, just the human race is on Mars. And, like, in the in the stages of saying, holy shit. Like, if shit did happen bad on Earth. Or, like, we could, we could start here. Right? It's a good idea, man. I'm telling you. Hollywood's got to listen to the Versi effect. I don't create creative rights to this shit. And then... Like some shit happens where like we think they're al- we're alone up there and then some shit goes down. You know, 
Then there's like a war on Mars, you know, with aliens or something. That'd be cool. I'd like to see that. You know, I know I set that up way like it was going to be way more complex. I was like, no, no, we go up there, right? And we start, we start colonizing, we, we start to live there. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, it's going to be this, like, insane thing. And I'm like, but then, like, Martians come out with guns. <laughs> we got to fight them. <laughs> but that would be good. I would watch that. I want to watch that. What else do I want to watch? I want to see a... I want to see a... Like, a cowboy movie. But with... You know what made me think of this? A buddy of mine said once, my buddy Sean Quinn, he was on the show. He said he wanted to see a zombie cowboy movie. And you know what's funny? They would probably do that now. And he said that like years and years ago when my MySpace first came out and he said that. But no, it made me think of that and, and say what I said, but mine is different. My cowboy movie, I want to see a cowboy movie that's just straight raw. Like... Like realistic violence back then, like just not not like, hey man, meet me outside. Like just, you know, I like violent movies, like how it really was. Like just seeing the, like I guess what I want to see is like a Young Guns, Billy the Kid shit, but with like re instead of just like shooting and then they like they act like they got shot in the stomach and then they fall down. Like really seeing like a graphic, like raw you know, like movie like like that. That's just like, oh my God. Insane. And you know what? How about this, everybody? Another killer. Another killer. I think it is time. I think the American people are ready. How about that? Another Jason Freddy Mike Myers. They tried it a couple times. That bad one was like shocker. I never got into Hellraiser. I think it just stinks and is ridiculous. A guy with like an egg white head with, with pins in it. Like that That was like, that's not, that's not scary. Freddy Krueger, that's, that's a killer. Mike Myers is insanely scary. Just that face, that Shatner mold was sick. And, 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 and Voorhees, Jason Voorhees with the, with the hockey mask. That's cool. How come they've never developed another one? Freddy gets you in your dreams. Mike Myers was like, you know, from that neighborhood and some shit happened. Freddy Krueger got burned and, and you know, uh, you know, and, and, or, and I'm sorry. Freddy Krueger got burned to get you in the dreams. I said that one. And then Jason was drowned at Crystal Lake. And Mike Myers was in that neighborhood and, he, you know, he comes back. Like, he's just a, a kid in that neighborhood who comes back and he had, like, all those, you know, zom Rob Zombie brought back. How come there's never been, how come, like, we've only known of that? How come we can't get... I mean, I guess they tried to develop the Scream guy, but no. Let's try to think about that. What would be a good one? I'm freestyling this, by the way. Like, all this shit is freestyle. Don't think... I'm not sitting here writing this down. You guys are like, yeah, we know, because you're fucking rambling right now, and you're it's you're late, and it's, it's late, and you're tired. But I don't care, because it's my show, and you know something? What are you going to do? What am I going to get, one or two emails of like, yeah, you know, like the show, 113, you just kind of talked, and you weren't, yeah, oh, fuck off. What else are you going to do? What are you going to do, go through your iPod and listen to fucking another one of your Pitbull songs? They can't. They won't. They never will. <laughs> What would be a good killer? All right, so he can't get you in the dreams. 
The guy died at Crystal Lake like that. What about, I'm trying to think. What would be like a, where would he be? Because he can't, you can't like burn a guy or like you can't do something to a guy, like torture a guy, even if it's not burning. You can't do that because that's been done. You got, and, and the scream thing basically was based on a guy cheating on, like a guy, a guy's parents left because of like adultery. So like you have the torture, you have the adultery, you have the like the, the, the little kid who was just like weird and picked on, I guess. You have all that stuff. You have the, the drowning because of camp counselors having sex or whatever. There's always that. There needs to be another way. There needs to be another way to get a killer. That was just, or they could do the guy, they could do, I guess one thing they could do, which would be cool, this would be a good one, I think I'm onto something, you ready? You ready? I just figured it out. A dude, or woman, but let's just say dude for the sake of it, because I gotta be honest with you, I, I couldn't, I don't know, actually, you know what, dude? It might be time. It might be time. To, to have a, the, that female killer, you know, she she could be. All right, I'll give you I'll give you the him and the her. She was a babysitter, and she got shitty tips. No, no, she got shitty money, and she wanted to kill parents who went out. No, no, no. Uh, no, that could be good though. Like a babysitter or a kid that was a ba- no. I got it, dude. The chick was molested and beaten. Okay, and horrible shit happened to her because of the babysitter. And the parents just overlooked it and didn't do it. So she grows up, she gets psychotic, and she goes out and kills couples. (laughs) She goes out and kills couples that go out and leave their kids with babysitters. And then she kills the babysitters like like the encore. So, like, doing something to the parents is like the appetizer, you know? Like, the parents do that typical horror movie scene where they come out and they're laughing. Like, that was so good. That was just, and all of a sudden, like, the car blows up. And then she goes back to the house and, like, the kids are asleep and then the the babysitter gets killed. So, that's what she does. That would be a good one. What would her name be, like? Not Jason, not Freddie, not Michael. Who who would be like a babysitter killer? I could see a good horror movie just called Stephanie. Just Stephanie. You know? Like you got the blood dripping off the H. <laughs> and like it's just like the whisper, Stephanie, and then it fades to black. Can Stephanie be the next killer? Did I just come up with it? Stephanie was molested and screwed with and like threatened as a ba- as a as a girl being being babysat, and she goes to like an insane asylum and she gets out and she just can't get over it. So she sees like a parents going, okay, we'll see you later. And she just fucking blacks out and she starts slaying everybody. Stephanie. Now here was the guy situation. A guy who gets put in a sane asylum wrongly and he's trying to tell people he's not crazy 
but they they and he's there so long that like he gets he gets crazy and then he kills anybody who works anybody who works in a hospital to help help that help people like he kills psychiatrists <laughs> why is it funny to say kills psychiatrists You know, and, and here's how he does it. He goes to shrinks. So, like, he'll be sitting there and, like, listening and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, at the end of the session, here's the line for it. Ready? Here's the Hollywood line for it where the, the doctor goes, oh, well, looks like time is up. And he goes, yes, it is. <laughs> What would his name be? Um, hold on. I think Stephanie's a good one for a killer, man. Remember that movie, Christine, with the car? That was a good one. But Stephanie. Because Stephanie sounds like... I mean, it could. they had that one movie with Jennifer or something. Where I think, like, Megan Fox did it. But, like, I could see the letters with Stephanie. And, like, I, I really could see it. Stephanie sounds like... Yo, you see that that horror movie about that chick Stephanie? Do that bitch? Yeah, I could see that. Um, what about the guy's name being? It can't be something like Ralph or Cliff, because <laughs> you can't picture, right? Could you picture that? You can't. I can't. Like you couldn't be like, yeah, dude, Ralph. Like Ralph is on the run again. You'd be like, no, Ralph's eating a burger. Ralph doesn't sound like a killer. Like Ralph seems like, yeah, Cliff's. <laughs> Cliff's on the run. He'd be like, no, Cliff's not on the run, man. Cliff sounds like he's painting something. Um, what would be a good... Michael... Actually, Freddie doesn't seem like one. You know? Freddie seems like he's, you know, at the bar. He doesn't seem like he'd be a killer. Michael, definitely you could see. Jason, definitely like one of those quick ones. My name Paul would never work. Like Paul, it's too quick and like a br- It's too quick. Like, yeah, Paul killed. No, like you could be like Michael killed. Yeah, you'd be like Paul killed. It's, it just doesn't sound right. Peter, no. We're gonna. I'm gonna come up with this. Damn it. I'm gonna go through names. So if you guys tapped out of the, if you guys tapped out of the podcast, you know, sorry. I'm staying. So if you want to stay along. Holy shit, it is It is almost 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm going to be up in four hours with the kids. But no, probably less because I'm staying on the show right now. Um, What the hell? be fucking hilarious if the guy had a funny name. But like a really, like a Guido name. You know? <laughs> like Angelo. If Angelo could <laughs> Nunzio <laughs> Angelo would be fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> Yeah, did you hear Angelo? <laughs> no, hold on, let's do I'm gonna do some funny ones and then we're gonna find the real name. Before this podcast is over, everybody. That's what we're gonna do. Ooh. I think I just found the name of the real one. Dean is a good one. I just saw, and you know what made me think of it? That book, 
Pete the Cat that I just said I saw. Another callback. That's number three. It says Paintings by James Dean. And Dean is a good one. Um, Jacob was always a scary one. That's a good one. Jacob, Isaac. Uh, my wife just texted me. Shh. S-S-S-S-H-H-H-H. She's gonna. Here's what's gonna happen too. I'm gonna go to bed and she's gonna go. You know, you're getting up with the kids. I don't know why you're doing your fucking podcast till three o'clock in the morning. Okay, you could have done it tomorrow. Dean Jacob Edward is a, is Edward is a good one. Um, I almost said Lance. No. Um, Yeah, Jacob is scary. Caleb, no. It's kind of creepy, though. How about... Um, I don't know. Let's do the funny ones. Angelo Nunzio. Vincent, basically a, a really... <laughs> A really fucking Italian name. Oh my god. Luigi the Killer. <laughs> yeah, we gotta. We gotta report Luigi's. <laughs> Luigi's on the loose again, everybody. Oh my god. That's it. I'm, that's, the, that's the last one. Luigi. Luigi the Killer is probably <laughs> the funniest one. That's what we need, though, man. We need another. You, you can't do the cats and the dog killing people. You know what I mean? Like, that's done. No more cats, no more dogs. I think it's time. This is what we need. It's time for the uh, another killer to come out. Or we need another killer to come out. And or another Scorsese movie with Pesci and De Niro as the, the fucking main guys. That's what we need. That would be great. Uh, but guys, I um, I really do appreciate the comments on uh, iTunes. And uh, please keep the, keep the iTunes comments coming. And uh, download the free app of Butterfly Radio. Listen to your favorite podcasts on there. Send an audio message and uh, you'll get one back. Um, Jeff, thank you so much, by the way, for um, your question. I hope everybody listened and liked it. Um, sorry if I stayed on this one and rambled a little bit, but um, it felt good. It was therapeutic, and I had a good time. I got to listen back on this one because I know I talked about a bunch of shit. Um, but that's it. So we are about an hour and a half. I have to upload this now. Go Spurs tomorrow. And uh, that's it. Unacceptable for the week is no fucking gas stations off exits in the middle of nowhere. And um, that's it. If you're unhappy with your job, get out. Make it happen. Check paulbersey.com for the new dates. Follow me on Twitter. I think I just got over 2,100 people. I'm trying. I'm trying to fucking up my. I need to step my Twitter game up a little bit. You know, I need to get up in like the five, ten thousands, man. Come on, everybody, follow me on Twitter at Paul Verzi. That's at P 
Paul, V-I-R-Z-I. This has been the Verzi Effect 113. And don't forget the tour. We're going, we're going where no comedians have gone before. Now we're going, we're going to Deadwood, South Dakota, everybody, okay? We're going to Montana. We're going to Colorado. We're going to Tulsa, Oklahoma. We're going to El Paso, Texas. We're doing it. So come out and do that. I will talk to you guys soon. I will be back. Um, I'm trying to think. What's today? Today, oh my God, yeah. I think by the next episode, I think I would have seen Superman. So we will do that review. If I, yes, if it comes out, it does. It comes out on the 14th and today is the 9th. So yes, I will see Superman unless I, I something comes up. But uh, hopefully I'll be able to review that movie for you too. So, okay, everybody, I hope you enjoyed it. I will talk to you soon. Talk to you on episode 114. Hope you enjoyed it. I don't give a fuck what you guys say. I might have rambled on this podcast, but Luigi the Killer was fucking hilarious. Take care.